Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Packages 
smugglers on the Israeli side. That's from the Times of Israel. And uh, let's uh, jump over to Pennsylvania from PennLive.com. This is written by David Wenner. These are 23 conditions that qualify you to get medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. Read to you by Smoking Free. Pennsylvania legalized medical marijuana in 2016, allowing it to be used to treat 17 medical conditions. That list has grown to include 23 conditions. As listed below, keep in mind that someone with one of these conditions must have it certified by a doctor who is state approved that they can obtain a card enabling them to buy medical marijuana at a medical marijuana dispensary. Here are the 23 conditions and background information on each. The first one up, the anxiety disorder, severely added condition went to infect in 2019. It's expected to greatly expand the number of people who qualify for treatment with medical marijuana. Given that nearly 20% of Americans have an anxiety disorder. For anxiety, medical marijuana is not the first line of treatment and should not replace traditional therapy, but should be used in conjunction with them. When recommended by a physician, said Dr. Rachel Levine, Pennsylvania's Secretary of Health, the second, amitropic lateral cirrhosis, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, commonly referred to as ALS, is a disease that interferes with the brain's ability to communicate with the muscles, gradually causing paralysis. The third, autism, a definition from an organization says autism refers to a range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, and nonverbal communication as well as by unique strengths and differences. The fourth, cancer. Medical marijuana can stimulate the appetite, helping to offset the lack of appetite and result weakness often experienced by people undergoing cancer treatment, such as chemotherapy or radiation. Cancer patients also Seek medical marijuana for pain relief. Crohn's disease, according to the Mayo Clinic, Crohn's disease is an inflammatory bowel disease that causes inflammation or your digestive tract, which can lead to abdominal pain, severe diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, and malnutrition. Inflammation caused by Crohn's can involve different areas of the digestive tract in different then damage to the nervous tissue of the spinal cord with objective neurological indication of irretractable spasticity. This refers to the kind of damage to result from an injury or accident. And dyskinetic or spastic movement disorders, these are defined as abnormal, involuntary, uncontrollable movements. Epilepsy. According to the Epilepsy Foundation, epilepsy is a chronic disorder, the hallmark of which is recurrent, unprovoked seizures. A person diagnosed for epilepsy has had two unprovoked seizures or one unprovoked seizure with the likelihood of more that were not caused by some known and reversible medical condition like alcohol withdrawal or extreme low blood sugar. Glaucoma, according to the National Eye Institute, glaucoma is a group of diseases that damage the eye's optic nerve and can result in vision loss and blindness. 
HIV stands for human immunodeficiency virus. It harms your immune system by destroying the white blood cells that fight infection. This puts you at risk for serious infections and certain cancers. AIDS stands for acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. It is the final stage of infection with HIV. Huntington's disease. According to the Huntington's Disease Society of America, Huntington's disease is a fatal genetic disorder that causes a progressive breakdown of nerve cells in the brain. It deteriorates a person's physical and mental abilities during the prime working years and has no cure. Huntington's nose is a quintessential family disease because every child of a parent of Huntington's has a 50-50 chance of carrying the fall disease. Today there are probably 30,000 Americans, among the 200,000 at-risk of carrying the disease and inflammatory bowel disease. According to the United States Centers for Disease Control Prevention, inflammatory bowel disease is a term of two conditions, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. They are characterized by chronic inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract, or GI tract. Prolonged inflammation results in damage to the GI tract. And number 13, irretractable seizures. These are seizures that can't be controlled with normal treatments or available medications. Some research shows that children with irretractable seizures have benefited from medical marijuana. In fact, parents with children with irretractable seizures were a major force in persuading Pennsylvania lawmakers to legalize medical marijuana. Multiple sclerosis. According to the Mayo Clinic, multiple sclerosis, or MS, occurs when the immune system attacks the protective sheath, myelin that covers the nerve fiber and causes communication problems between the brain and the rest of the body. Eventually, the disease can cause nerves and cells to deteriorate and become permanently damaged. Neurodegenerative diseases, according to the National Institute of Health, neurodegenerative diseases can occur when nerve cells in the brain and peripheral nervous system lose function over time and ultimately die. Alzheimer's disease is one of the most common. Neuropathy. According to the National Institute of Health, neuropathy is commonly called peripheral neuropathy. It's a condition that develops as a result of damage to the peripheral nervous system. The vast communications that work that transmit information between the central nervous system, the brain, and the spinal cord, and every other part of the body. Symptoms can range from numbness or tingling, like a prickling sensation or muscle weakness. Opioids use disorder. In 2018, Pennsylvania became the first state to allow medical marijuana as a possible treatment for opioid addiction. It's available if all other treatment fails, or if a physician recommends that it be used in conjunction with traditional therapies. According to the Mayo Clinic's Parkinson's disease, is a progressive disorder of the nervous system that affects movement. It develops gradually, sometimes starting with a barely noticeable tremor in just one hand. But while tremor may be the most well-known sign of Parkinson's disease, the disorder also commonly causes stiffness and slowness of movement. And then uh, that was Parkinson's disease. And then post-traumatic stress disorder, number 19, PTSD, of 21 or 23. Uh, medical conditions for medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, PTSD is a disorder that develops in some people who have experienced shocking, scary, or dangerous events. Veterans should believe that PTSD and particularly the accompanying anxiety can benefit from medical marijuana where another strong force is persuading Pennsylvania lawmakers to legalize medical marijuana. That was the parents with the seizures and also the veterans. 
authorizing the use of medical marijuana. Officers found small amounts of marijuana and residue and also found a loaded handgun under the driver's seat. Court records indicate that Barr cannot legally possess a firearm due to a prior conviction. In her ruling, Judge Dento said it was illogical, impractical, and unreasonable for the troopers to suspect illegal activity once Barr showed them his medical marijuana card. She said, Pennsylvania lawmakers never contemplated people with such cards being arrested and prosecuted for possession of marijuana in a package not clearly marked with the dispensary name. Such actions are merely means of hampering the legalization of marijuana for medical purpose, Judge Dantos wrote. Prosecutors must now decide whether to appeal to the state superior court or try to move forward without the evidence. District Attorney Jim Martin said his office is reviewing the opinion and transcripts from a July 17th hearing and has made no decision on an appeal. Defense attorney Joshua Carley said the ruling could be the first step in changing the procedure rule that allows police to search a vehicle based on the smell of drugs alone. This case will put a spotlight on the plain smell doctrine in Pennsylvania, which police can use far too often to invade citizens' privacy, he also said. Jane Santos wrote, in the opinion that officers' confusion over medical marijuana exemplified a clear disconnect between the medical community and the law enforcement community. One trooper testified that he believed medical marijuana had no smell, and others said she mistakenly thought dried marijuana was illegal and not used for medical purposes. Marijuana is flour and dry leaf form has been offered at dispensaries since August 2018. This was here in Pennsylvania, the Post-Gazette. PA judge ruled police can't search vehicle that smells of marijuana if driver has a medical card. Associated Press put that out there. Let's see. Uh, Hanging out in Pennsylvania some more. We've got the tribelive.com putting down PA seeks growers for medical marijuana research. Come around the corner and uh, written by Jacob Tierney. Read to you on Smoke News Radio. Jason Puffrowski brings you. Pennsylvania is looking to bolster homegrown cannabis research by finding more medical marijuana companies to partner with medical schools for cannabis research. This day, this week, released applications for clinical registrants entitled which grow, process, dispense, marijuana for research institutions. Applicants must either have permits to grow and dispense marijuana in Pennsylvania or apply for those permits separately. They must submit a contract 
with one of the medical schools certified by the state medical marijuana program, along with a description of the research to be conducted. The research has potential to help patients diagnosed with serious medical conditions such as cancer, PTSD, and individuals who are struggling with opioid use disorder. Secretary of Health, Dr. Raquel Levine, said in a statement, applications are available on the Department of Health's medical marijuana website and are due October 10th. There are eight medical schools certified by the program, three of which have contracts with clinical registries. Penn State College of Medicine in Hershey, Drexel University College of Medicine in Philadelphia, Sydney Kimmel Medical College at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia, the five remaining institutions that have yet to find marijuana providers are like five or six schools. Okay, there are almost 125,000 patients in the state's medical marijuana program, which is signed into law in April 2016. Nearly 4.7 million medical marijuana products have been sold. And this is brought to you by Tribe.com from Jacob Pierre what's happening out in Pennsylvania. Let's look at the growers that help with this medical research. People that know how to grow should get on it. Rock it out there. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's just so easy. Like, you can't understand it. Like, what's the world about? This is uh, actually, because this one's from Egypt, it's a little older. It's not like breaking news, it's like literally a year old. They got a lot of other, like, things they're dealing with instead of, like, getting their, like, frappe or mochaccino done right, you know. So they've got, besides marijuana, but that's a huge thing, obviously, out there. So this is from a place called com. This was last year, about this time, almost exactly by, like, 10 days. This is a... Written by Neil Khalid, Egyptian MP, wants to decriminalize cannabis in the country. John Talat explained that the draft law is about protecting young people and preserving their chances for a future. An Egyptian MP recently proposed a draft law which seeks to decriminalize cannabis, which would allow users to receive treatment rather than detainment. The draft law also applies to users of trimadidol, an opioid painkiller. John Talat, Deputy Governor of Cairo, announced the proposal this week drawing mixed reactions from legislatures in the country. Magdi Al-Bassioni, former assistant interior minister, explained that such a reform would result in a spike in drug users in the country, according to Al-Arabi. Currently, drug users in Egypt face a minimum of one year in jail and a fine of at least 1,000 Egyptian pounds. Tela explained that the draft law is about protecting young people and preserving their chances of a future. According to Al-Arabi, 
In 2017, Egypt was listed among the places that smoked the most ash in the world. In 2017, the Telegraph mapped out the world according to countries and consumption of cannabis, and Egypt made it on the list. According to the report, Egypt came in at 25 out of 30 countries listed in the ranking with 6.24 percentage of its population regularly smoking the substance. In 2015, the country's Tobacco Merchants Association in Cairo and Giza submitted a proposal to the cabinet in order to legalize the trade and use of hash, a drug made from cannabis arguing that the legalization would help reduce the state budget deficit within a few years through imposing taxes on hash. Hash has been illegal in Egypt since the country signed the League of Nations Geneva International Convention on Narcotic Control in 1925. According to Egyptian Streets magazine, legalizing cannabis and similar substances. In recent years, many countries around the world have been opposing changes to cannabis laws. According to the Telegraph, Portugal decriminalized all drugs in 2001, and within a decade, substance abuse was reported to have halved. Though that's not to say the dip in drug taking was directly down due to the policy. Uruguay has adopted a similar approach, legalizing marijuana in 2013. This week, Canada legalized recreational marijuana, allowing adults to possess, carry, and share with other adults up to 30 grams of dried cannabis, enough to roll 60 regular-sized joints, according to the New York Times. Egypt isn't the only Arab country. Legalization of cannabis is underway in Lebanon. Earlier this year, Lebanese Speaker of the Parliament, Nabi Beri, announced that the legalization, the cultivation of cannabis for medical use is currently underway. The plan comes as part of McKinsey and Company's roadmap to revitalize Lebanon's struggling economy, which would allow the country to grow cannabis and export it for medicinal treatments. The politician told Elizabeth Richard, the U.S. ambassador to Lebanon, that the legalization process will be done in a similar manner to many European countries and some U.S. states. Reported by the Daily Star, within the country, marijuana is the most commonly consumed in its resin form, known as hashish. A 2016 report by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime listed Lebanon as one of the world's top five producers of cannabis resin. Lebanon's caretaker, economy, and trade minister, Will Corey, told Bloomberg News that legal marijuana could become a $1 billion industry in the country. This was uh, brought to you by stepfeet.com. Egyptian MP wants to decriminalize cannabis in the country by Leal Khalif. Uh, okay. Jump on to the next action. Action Jackson going on. Okay. Back over to uh, Pennsylvania here. This is from the Wire. 
dot com. Now, this is interesting. <laughs> right? Like, oh man, I really haven't read a lot from Choir, but let's see what they got to throw out there. This is uh, Marijuana Giant Harvest agrees to relinquish two dispensary permits after Pennsylvania probe. This is by Christian Hetrick. Two affiliates of Harvest Health and Recreation will relinquish their medical marijuana dispensary permits in Pennsylvania after the Arizona-based cannabis conglomerate came under scrutiny from state regulators. Harvest and Northwest PALLC and Harvest of North Central PALLC will no longer seek to operate facilities in Newcastle and Shemokin, respectively, as part of a settlement with the Department of Health. Other Harvest affiliates will still pursue the five permits they've received, allowing them to open 15 dispensaries across the Commonwealth, the company said on Friday. Earlier this year, Harvest boasted in a news release that it held Pennsylvania permits that would allow it to operate 21 dispensaries. State law caps the number of dispensaries that any marijuana company can operate at 15. Harvest collects more dispensary permits than allowed because it registered many of its limited liability corporations under slightly different names. However, each of the LLCs officially is headed by Harvest CEO Keith White. In addition, the Harvest entities have used construction contractors not identified in permit applications without telling the department or seeking approval for the substitution, which is regulatory requirement, the department said, instead of engaging in prolonged legal battle, both sides reached a settlement after resolving all outstanding issues, the department said. In order to ensure that the program is successful, we have a statute and regulations in place for those companies looking to hold permits as either grower, processor, or dispensary. Secretary of Health Raquel Levine said in the statement, companies interested in being part of this program must be aware of the law and abide by it. Harvest said Environmental Construction Services Incorporated were named as general contractor in six applications, but was unable to act as general contractor for all six of the permanent locations. The Harvest entities substituted a different contractor for the role without notifying Department of Health. Despite the error, Harvest entities still use ECSI Environmental Construction Services as a mechanical and electrical plumbing contractor on all the dispensaries and paid ECSI 360 the amount specified in the applications. Our affiliate companies, Harvest of Northwest, and harvest freaking of freaking all these other names ultimately de- determined that not pers- okay. Harvest of Northwest PALLC and Harvest of North Central PALLC ultimately determined that not pursuing the permits would grant to them would be the best way to ensure that the remaining harvest affiliate companies get their dispensaries in 
Pennsylvania operational harvested said in a statement. Relinquishing the two permits will affect 18 employees who receive company-paid services to help them find new jobs. Harvest will forward with plans to make entities operational in Jonestown, Harrisburg, Reading, Scranton, Park said. SMDP Retail LLC as Harvest of Meeting is already operational. This was uh, from the Inquirer, Marijuana Giant Harvest relinquishes two dispensary permits after Pennsylvania probe to same guys, same name with slight variations for all these different things. I mean, like, groups just moving from one state to the next, you know, what's going down in the side. There's not much going on in Egypt, except um, like getting in trouble with a lot of hats. If you know someone that knows like the six percent of people in Egypt that smoke, you know, yeah. Okay, so this next one, this is from ReadingEagle.com. Read to a good, good night poem about the. Marijuana world for the professionals. This is uh, written by Jeff Drop. Medical marijuana, a major worry for Pennsylvania HR professionals. Legal expert advises companies to revamp drug policies to include cannabis provisions. Can a Pennsylvania employer? Consider medical marijuana use in its hiring decisions. Will public institutions such as Pennsylvania school districts risk federal funding if their drug policies allow medical marijuana? Since there's no test to determine how much THC in the colonial marijuana can cause the high in the bloodstream, how can a company prove a worker is impaired? These questions more are swirling through the minds of human resource professionals far and wide. About 55 HR professionals attended a June meeting of the Berks County Chamber of Society of Human Resource Management to discuss these issues. Among employees and employers and human resource professionals, it's a prominent issue of discussing something that more and more employers are dealing with, says Hallis, our board director of government affairs at PA Chamber of Industry. A list of conditions for which a medical marijuana could be issued from 17 in the original plan to 21 in 2018. On July 20th, two more conditions, the anxiety disorder and trips that were added, bringing a total of 23 approved conditions. As that list grows, Harper said, more employers may find themselves grappling with these questions, and grapple they must. According to Matthew J. Connell, partner with the McCain Law Group, based in Chester County, who advises clients on the issue, I believe this is a genuine concern of employers in Pennsylvania, said Connell, who sits on a subcommittee convened by the PA Chamber that is working to help companies navigate the issue. We are looking at these concerns because so many employers have raised it. And Connell added, as an employer in today's environment, especially in Pennsylvania, if you don't address it in your policy, you're asking for trouble. The legal paradox. The passage in 2016 of Act 16 which established a medical marijuana program in Pennsylvania, added to the already voluminous pile of work that human resource professionals typically deal with. Pennsylvania is among 33 states that have approved use of medical marijuana, and nearly 120,000 Pennsylvanians carry medical cannabis cards. The problem is that 
illegal in the eyes of the federal government. Companies may have existing drug use policies that apply to other legal drugs, including opioids, according to Halper. It's not like employers could take this set of guidelines and simply lay it on top of Pennsylvania's medical marijuana law, Harper said. Marijuana is a Schedule One drug, according to the federal government. This means it's illegal and has no medical value. If tomorrow the FDA decided that medical marijuana would be reclassified as a Schedule Two drug, we'd be having a much different conversation. Harper said, as long as it remains illegal under federal law, employers are going to find themselves in this legal paradox. Donna Snyder, a spokeswoman for East Pain Manufacturing, the country's largest employer, responded to questions about the company's drug policy in an email. East Pan has a policy in place that addresses drugs in the workplace, as well as identifies resources available to help employees and their families get assistance with potential substance abuse. Adjustments have been made to the policy to address medical marijuana. However, as employers' experience and the case law around the issue continue to evolve, East Penn will consider making additional adjustments. Our first priority is always to maintain a safe workplace for all our employees, Snyder wrote. Other large employers, including Carpenter Technology, Intersys, and Governor Mifflin School District, did not respond to inquiries about drug policy. A spokeswoman for the Reading School District said the school was waiting for a guidance on drug policy changes for the Pennsylvania School of Boards Association. It's time to revise those drug policies, according to Cornell. If, or according to Connell, if the employer says we haven't addressed it in our policies, then we work right away on revising their policy to address it. He said, "It's important to acknowledge that this issue is there so that employees have some awareness in the event that they become a medical marijuana card holder." that they won't be shunned or disgraced by having to ask an employer, what should I do? Connell said, it gives the employer a little bit of a roadmap. That's the first line of defense for an employer to do the right thing. Those companies that are savvy to the HR world, those with robust HR departments, I believe are on top of the issue, Connell said. I'd be shocked that any company that consults with an attorney has not addressed this yet. He said smaller companies with less sophisticated human resource operations could be vulnerable because they may have not a full understanding of some of the important laws that are out there. It's that kind of company that I think is probably in need of the most guidance. Along these lines, Connell recently fielded a call from a man who told him he had a condition that would qualify him for medical marijuana card, but that he worked for a school district, but he did not share the name of the caller or the school district. I looked at the school's drug policy, and I won't get any names, but I thought that their drug policy was terribly inadequate, Connell said. Carl was worried that the social stigma of being identified as a medical marijuana user, frankly, I think that's unfair for someone who has a disability that's covered by the act. By addressing medical marijuana in a drug policy, an employee at least has a comfort level that their employer is open to this new medication, and it takes the stigma away a little bit. 
that's why it's very important for an employer to have it specifically addressed in its drug policy. It doesn't mean that they must allow the employee to have medical marijuana. It's going to depend on the circumstances of the position. One of the biggest fears faced by school districts concerns the Drug-Free Workplace Act, a 
about uh, companies losing permits for having two under the same name. Uh, that PA Pennsylvania, they can't bust you if, you if they smell it and you show them a weed card, meaning that you could, can smoke in your car, literally. They can, what, what can they see if you really smell it? Um, all the different conditions to get a, a weed card in, in Pennsylvania. Like, you gotta just fit in there, go get a weed card for the exorbitant amount of there. Uh, in Egypt, there's uh, about a year ago, one of the military police, the MPs, or ministers, you know, I don't know, man. It's difficult. They got a lot of funky stuff going on out there. Uh, you know, because they're busting kilos and kilos and kilos of, ha- of hash being thrown over the Israeli border and their own border, you know, everywhere. You know, they, they like the hash. And they've shown that they love it very, very much. They're one of the ancient cultures that smoke marijuana. And this is uh, a blessing out there to uh, everybody that that wants to be be fantastic, you know. And then, where is it? Here it is. And I don't have her name yet. Uh, oh, there it is. Seshat. Uh, props out to Seshat, the goddess of cannabis in Egypt, who is uh, glorified in her own way and helps uh, see into the world. That's really, really beautiful. Seshat. Go, girl.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.